um, welcome to the fourth official, um, The Honest Truth. I don't know what this book is going to be called yet. Um, input would be greatly appreciated. But anyways, um, like I said, if you listen to the other one, I'm going to start off by reading my fourth chapter, which is called Heartbreak, Chapter 1, um, Great Sorrow, Grateful Anguish. Um, now I know what you're thinking. What could I possibly know about heartbreak? And believe me, you'll find out I know a lot. I know of its realness. I know of its revealing power. It contains. And if I'm being honest, a lot of things haunt me. No. I mean, I'm a sensitive person and I don't often show it, but I am sensitive. But I think heartbreak has unshelled me like a squirrel does to a nut. Heartbreak can do many things to a person, changing, altering, and even killing one's oneself. In truth, and in short, heartbreak is deadly. There's three parts to this chapter. Um, in this episode, I will only be reading one part. Um, and so, let me begin. Chapter 1, Heartbreak. Part 1. This is called, Heartbreak Can Turn a Person Ugly. And blind them from the darkness that is themselves. On September 6, 2018, my twin and I were told after 16 years that the man we thought was our father was not. In fact, our father was an American and had met my mother at church. I know it's very ironic, isn't it? Don't laugh. Something as holy and God-sent as childbirth had been pushed into a sin basket of lies from the very beginning. Now I would like to say that Tian and I handled this news as any regular people would. But I can't. What is regular? What was the proper response? Should I have felt sad? Or maybe mad? The truth was I just didn't know. To be honest, I felt nothing. Absolutely nothing. I had this empty feeling as the idea of another replayed in my mind over and over 
and over again. I sat there frozen, saying nothing with a expressionless look on my face. I denied the truth. No, I ignored the truth. So this means nothing, I thought. He's there and I'm here. Nothing needs to change. Nevertheless, I was shocked. I was full of emotions and yet couldn't seem to make any one of them surface. I wanted to. I was broken. Heartbroken. Tiana, on the other hand, well, she cried. Which I guess was a very normal response. I mean, her whole life, the world she allowed herself to live in had just been cracked open and rearranged. Confusion I soon began to feel. What was wrong with me? Should I have been doing the same? Maybe. But I just couldn't. You know, years of not knowing and believing a lie, my mind was not equipped for the possibility of another. I tried to paint another picture. This was not my life. I didn't ask for any of this. God, if it's not too late, take me back now. I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. God, you made a mistake. Now, I was fatherless. I could not deal with the pain and so I constantly tried to live life forgetting any and everything about fathers. But that was impossible. Suddenly I saw fathers everywhere. On the bus, at basketball practice, walking down the streets, and it, it, you know, it came to me, you know, they were always there. I just never took it in until I didn't have one of my own. I questioned life. I questioned which life I'd put for. And I wondered which was worse. Having a father, a fake father, and knowing that he never truly fully loved you.
or not knowing your father or fearing him because of his father title. I asked、um, before what was the appropriate response to finding out your dad is not your dad. Now I know there is none. Regular doesn't exist. There are no corrects in the wrong. There was good and bad, but no corrects in wrong. I swear I'm the smarter twin, but as I was just coming around to figuring this out, a month later, I realized, damn, Tiana already knew. Internally, she knew, and so she allowed the pain of the truth. I witnessed all of her emotions flow out of, out of her. As the sun does after a storm, I could tell she was still waiting for the rainbow. And at the time, I didn't talk to my twin about the situation. Neither of us brought it up.、Um, but after a while, I noticed. A change. Heartbreak can do that to you. Turn you ugly. Tiana gained this rough interior. Actually, I should say rough exterior. An interior, actually. She gained this notion inside that no one seemed to notice. But I felt. Perhaps she was beginning to lose hope in the magic of the rainbow, and to be honest, it was taking too long—maybe even forever—to get here. I don't know why I still believed, but I had hope for better things. To put it simply, I cried a lot for a while. I cried. And cried, and cried, until I didn't. Despite what people thought or saw when they compared us, she had always been the quote-unquote hard one out of the two, and we both knew that. Me being me, I tried to act like everything was okay. I didn't want to let anyone see. Me like that, broken. I decided that I could take this ugly part of me and hide it, not let it surface, overthrow it with the beauty that I was. That I was overthrow it with the beauty that I was, and am still becoming. Tiana, because she already had a shell, and had never been, never before had it been 
cracked or open. She didn't really know how to feel. Like I said before, her emotions were everywhere. Um, she, she couldn't enlighten herself on the darkness that she was becoming. And I was too lost in my own thoughts to even consider hers. Everyone in different ways goes through heartbreak. We experience it at different times for different reasons. But we all need time. We all react differently and we all allow ourselves to fall into pits of darkness, thus altering our once whole selves. We can't do that. She was falling. Tiana was falling, and at the time, I brushed it off. Letting, letting her fall, I told myself, she just needs time. She's fine. Don't worry, you can't help. And the truth was, I could. I just didn't understand at the time, nor was I ready to have the conversation. One night, I decided that I didn't have to be ready for the conversation. She needed me, and I had to say something, because even if it ended up with us just sitting there looking at each other, at least I knew that she knew that I knew. At least I tried. At least she knew I cared. At least we cried together. I decided that I would put the rope down the hole and even if she never grabbed it, even if she grabbed it but didn't climb up, you know, I did all I could do. I started the conversation by asking, so Tiana, how do you feel like about, you know, finding out your father or who you thought was your father was isn't your father. Uh, She shrugged and I understood what she meant. Nevertheless, I insisted. Well, what do you mean? What does that mean, Tiana? She needed to say it because What I know to be true is that venting is essential. And what I understood was that sometimes just saying it out loud helps. And so I wanted to help. She responded after a few moments of thinking. And her response was exactly what I was thinking, but the way she said it was so disheartening. Tiana leveraged my twin. My second heartbreak said, and I quote directly, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm like emotionally numb. 
You know I was a, always a bitch, but now I'm a cold one. I laughed hearing her talk like that because, quite frankly, I was uncomfortable. And if I'm being honest, how was I supposed to respond? I just didn't know. I was, I wasn't ready to have the conversation yet. I felt the hole that I was in. Deepening, and so I had to have the conversation. I had to have the awkward conversation, not only for her but also for myself, because we couldn't both fall, and we couldn't. I couldn't sit there, you know, going through the same thing and experiencing differently. And not talk to each other because I think that was the most silence between us two for a few months. We talked, but you know, not as much as we used to. In the moment, I had just taken a leap of faith, jumping aboard this moving ship, thinking I was ready for a ride. But now that we were both on it, and we were in the middle of the sea, it hit me. I had forgotten my rations, and I was getting seasick. What a mistake! I thought. I didn't know what to say, and so I didn't say anything. What if I said the wrong thing? I just looked at her. Trying to have the utmost compassion I could. I mean, at the time, the same time I was sitting across from her, looking into her eyes, showing her this compassionate look. It was a false feeling because I had. Convinced myself that I was over it and I didn't care. And yet, that night, when we all went to sleep and everyone else was asleep, it felt the coldest. I felt the emptiness. Emptiness. The silence was uncanny, and my tears flowed hard and unstoppably, like the Niagara Falls. I felt like the pain would never cease, as the wound once bandaged was now reopened in gushing blood. Tatiana, I'm sorry. Sorry that heartbreak was trying to turn you ugly, and I turned a blind eye 
when all you needed was for someone to see what you no longer could. To my needles, to my listeners, I'm sorry for Emily. Um, actually, I'm not. I want you to feel without doubt every emotion I felt. I wrote these words as they came out my mouth, and so I want to read them as they're coming out my mouth. Um, this is an expression of art, and art is for everyone. And all art, art forms are not, you know, liked by everyone. That is the end of this chapter. Um, heartbreak can turn a person ugly. That is the end of part one to chapter one, heartbreak. Um, I'll probably be posting these weekly, if not weekly, then I might be posting two a week and then skip a week and then two a week and then skip a week. So every two weeks. Um, hope you like it. Um, thank you for listening.